Is this thing on? Alright, we're good. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live for a brand new episode of the G Meeker MMA show. It's me, your host, Gabriel Hernandez, here on October 27th. 2017 ladies and gentlemen like i said we are back at long last we are back and we got a little good show for you today it's not gonna be the longest of shows today because i've been so busy but we have to recap some of these amazing fucking fights that have been going on lately as in last weekend's fights between darren till and donald Cerrone, followed by this great weekend of fights we have on uh, i think it's on fs1 if i'm correct but Leona Machida returns to take on Derek Brunson in the main event of USC Sao Paulo. Damian Maya versus Colby Covington. Another good one. Rob Font versus uh Rob Font versus Pedro Munoz. And uh John Lineker versus uh Chito Vera. Marlon Chito Vera. That should be a fucking amazing card. There's a lot of great fights on that card. You know, uh Tiago Santos versus Jack Hermanson. And a, a lot more, much more, guys. And there's been a lot of stuff going on in the world of mixed martial arts as well as my own life. So, you know, bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said many times, sit back, relax, and we will begin momentarily. Let's not waste any time, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get right into it. How about the performance of Darren Till? He looked phenomenal. He looked like a, a, a future contender, at future world champion. Like, you know, he's not that far away now. He's number eight. You know, maybe a couple more big wins for him, and, and we can start talking about that. This, it's the, the story of Darren Till is fucking ridiculous. It's, it's crazy. Not ridiculous in a bad way. I don't want anyone to take it up the ass when, I, when it comes to talking about that. But um, this guy is 200-plus pounds in the cage when he fights. And he's a massive welterweight. He's not even a welterweight. He said it himself on Ariel Hawani's uh, MMA Hour that he is like a light heavyweight. He could compete at middleweight successfully. He can compete at light heavyweight successfully. He believes he can c compete at at those levels. You know, I honestly believe him. You know, he looked phenomenal. You know, not only did he just win on last Saturday, but he got a big win. Over a big name, a very tough veteran, or one guy who's been there for quite some time. He's, he's fought for the title back in the WEC. He, he, he's never really gotten close to fighting the UFC. Well, he's gotten close, but, you know, he's come up short. But, you know, he, he's been in the UFC. He's been in the, he's been on the top for so long. He's, he's had a lot of performance of the nights, bonuses, a lot of fight of the nights, and, 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 and a victory over, uh, a Donald Cowboy Cerrone is, is, is massive for Darren Till's career. Obviously, on the losing end for Donald Cerrone, he now drops his last three, you know, all by stop. Uh, no, uh, two out of three losses he's had in his, his three-fight losing streak at, in one, at 170 pounds have been by stoppage, you know, a vicious uh, stoppage by Jorge Masvidal. And uh, obviously, the Robbie Lawler fight was a very close fight. A lot of people thought Cerrone could have won. And a lot of people also thought that that fight should have went a couple more rounds because that was a fucking amazing fight, if you guys remember that fight. But now with Darren Till getting a victory like that over Donald Cerrone, that puts him in line. Obviously, there's some possible options next. We, we've seen it after his post-fight interview. They'll, they'll exchange with Mike Perry. The best part about it was just like, you know, right away, you know, Mike Perry was right there. It's like they were cutting a promo instantly for a fight that should have been made. But now Mike Perry has Santiago Ponzinibbio, who recently just came off of a, a first-round stoppage, you know, kind of a, you know, 
kind of like a questionable, you know, fight due to the eye pokes and stuff, and, you know, that really did cause some problems. Even a, even a teammate, uh, I think it was Colby Covington, he said that those eye pokes, hopefully they can run it back, you know, and, you know, obviously Santiago Padanzinho is a, a phenomenal striker. It's knockout power in his hands, you know, and we have never really seen anyone do that to Gunnar Nelson, eye pokes or not, you know, he's still, he's still caught him with a big shot and, and it was potentially able to finish the fight, so, you know, Mike Perry versus Santiago Ponzinibbio, Santiago Ponzinibbio, no, really, no one really seen that fight coming, but, you know, that's a fight Mike Perry has next, unless Ponzinibbio's injured or something happens, and then maybe we could see a Darren Till in there, but for right now, we should explore the, the possible options for a Darren Till. Obviously, a lot of us, you know, with the performance like that Darren Till had, like against Donald Cerrone, we're, going, we're backtracking a little bit, but, you know, with the performance like that, a lot of people want to be like, oh, how would he fare against Tyron Woodley? He has great takedown defense. He's massive. He's a lot. He's the biggest. He, obviously, he's the biggest middleweight, biggest welterweight. Excuse me, not middleweight. He could be the biggest middleweight. He's, he's, he's He could arguably fight at middleweight and light heavyweight. I, I'm down to see it, you know. Darren Till is amazing, but, you know, a lot of people like to jump the bandwagon and say, hey, I want to see how Darren Till will do. Darren Till's better than GSP. Darren Till could fight Stephen Thompson. I mean, he could do all these things that people are, are, are giving him props for and saying that he could, but, you know, it's a little early. Like, oh, you got to take it inch by inch, fight by fight. You know, it's obviously fun to do. It's fun to have rising contenders. It's fun to have people like that in the welterweight division because, you know, for a while it was just GSP and now that GSP is at middleweight and he's going to be fighting Michael Bisping, you know, it's just Tyron Woodley and who? Stephen Thompson? He already, he's already fought Stephen Thompson twice. We see what happened. In my opinion, it wasn't the most exciting fight. You know, it, it was very, it was a game of chess that no one was moving and it wasn't really a fun fight that's going to get people wanting to talk about wanting to watch it again. Just saying, no disrespect to either fighter, but that's a fight that no one wants to see. Obviously, we've seen Damian Meyer get all rack up all his wins, and you know eventually get the shot at Tyron Woodley. Didn't go his way. What's next? There's really no other blood out there. You know, you got young guns like Mike Perry, Darren Till, and I feel like I'm forgetting some people. Obviously, you still got Carlos Conda and Robbie Lawler in the mix. But, you know, as in for fresh matchups, we've already seen him fight Conda. That, I mean, that, that fight with Conda was an, an unfortunate stoppage because of he blew out his knee. And, you know, after a, um, a very aggressive takedown by Woodley. But, you know, as in fresh matchups, as people who haven't even seen him fight, maybe a, maybe a Jorge Masvidal. You know, if he gets a win over Stephen Thompson, that's definitely going to be a, a a fight to to make at 170 pounds. Or Darren Till, if he can, you know, rack up a couple more wins. Um, I don't really know how far Mike Perry is. Um, you know, he's obviously not ranked. He's not in the top ten. So you know, he still has has some has some uh, a way to go. And you know, with the win over Santiago Ponzinibbio, we'll probably vault Mike Perry into the top ten. And we could probably see Tyron Willie's next challenger within early part of uh, early half of 2018. You know, you know, it's not Tyron Woodley's fault that he's not the obviously he, he's a great champion. Obviously, he's a well spoken. He's he's a young guy. He he's done a lot already. He has he has phenomenal power. And, you know, a lot of people just don't give Tyron the respect that he deserves, in my opinion. You know, obviously, he, you know, people looked at GSP like that. They said he was boring. 
But still, people wanted to watch him fight. He had thousands and thousands and thousands of fans in his hometown. And people are now calling Tyron Woodley boring. They're saying that, you know, he doesn't sell fights and this and that and all that. It's it's the era that we we're, we're in when it comes to mixed martial arts fans. Like, you know, oh, this guy's boring. Oh, he doesn't finish fights. Oh, he doesn't do this. Well, we don't always have to go out there and swing to the fences. You know, there's people out there that are tactical. And, you know, Tyron Woodley fought Stephen Thompson very tactical. And, you know, he didn't. He didn't overcommit on anything. He didn't, he didn't do anything that could potentially put himself in danger. Therefore, he had this perfect game plan. For Damian Maya, he want, people want to criticize his performance in that one. Obviously, it was at least strike stone in a title fight, but, you know, you know, you, you can't criticize, you know, because at this stage of the game, when you're the champion, this is going to get really good, guys. When you're the champion, it's harder to be the, it's harder to stay the champion than it is to become the champion. So when it comes to that, you got to do every fucking thing you can to win. You got to make sure you do every single thing possible to win. And if you don't, you could possibly end up losing your title. And I'm sure he doesn't want that. I'm sure none of the title pe holders want to lose their belts because of an off night. Because of a, I'm sure they want to have an off. They don't want might have an off night, but they want to keep the belt. You don't always have to look fantastic every single fight. What you need to do is whatever you need to do to win. And I'm explaining that because a lot of people don't understand why some pe people may fight like that. It's a strategy. It's a, it's a strategic way of ensuring that you can still keep your belt. There's still many other fights for you to make in the future. And there's still fights for you to do all the things people are expecting, just not now. Obviously, in today's world... You know, we've seen how many twists and turns the UFC has taken over the years. And, you know, the trash talk, having to sell a fight, people not being marketable. There's all those things when it comes to people like that. For people like Tyron Woodley, I know we're getting completely off topic. We're going to get back to, uh, obviously, Darren Till and, and what's next for Cowboy and stuff after that. But um, this is important, so you guys should tune in. You know, there's reasons why... That these things happen. Like, you know, there's trash talk and all this and all that. But in reality, there's people that just don't give a fuck about the trash talk. We, they don't care about the trash talk. The trash talk isn't what they're focused on. What they're focused on is hard work, making sure they show up to the fight and fighting. You know, and fighting to the best of their ability. Letting their fighting do the talking. You know, GSP said it best. You know, he's, he, he sucks. He's not the best at trash talking. He sucks at trash talking. He wants to wait for the fight for him. To look the best. You know, he, he, he does his talking inside the octagon. So people aren't made for trash talking. It's just a thing that was brought into the UFC by Conor McGregor that made people, you know, open their eyes when it comes to promoting themselves in general, not necessarily going the trash talking route, but they're making sure that what they're doing, everyone, they want people to recognize them. They want people to remember them. They want people to remember their fights. They want people to remember how they are, how they act, the way that they are, you know, stories about them, whether it's their family, anything that they tell. They want to be promoted and they want to get out there. They want to be future stars like, you know, Conor McGregor and, you know, Jose Aldo and all these all these top tier guys, you know, Max Holloway, Demetrius Johnson, uh, Daniel Cormier, John Jones, all these top tier gogs. These people that are not in the limelight right now eventually want to be in the limelight. So circling back to Tywin Woodley, 
when it comes to him, you know, I think he does a damn good job promoting himself. He has his excellent podcast. He's in some movies. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he can freestyle rap very well too. So Tyron Woodley is very talented and he has a lot of, of things outside of fighting that he's very good at as well. And, you know, to top it all off, he's an excellent fucking fighter with wins over a lot of great people, few, uh, former title challengers, uh, former champions. You know, he's beaten guys like Jay Haran. He's beaten Carlos Condit. He's knocked out Robbie Lawler. Um, he's the only man to stop Robbie Lawler since Robbie Lawler came back to the UFC. And uh, you know, he was on his unconsiderable reign. Obviously, since his loss against Johnny Hendricks the first time, he was on a tear since then. Tyron Woodley did it with one punch. And, you know, Tyron Woodley just beating everybody with UFC's throne in front of them. So, what really can we do? There's nothing we can do. You know, you, you got to sit back and appreciate what it is he's doing. He's fighting. He's not backing out. He's not pulling out. He's not saying he doesn't want to fight these guys. It's just the style that he brings isn't a fan-friendly style. Now, don't take this the wrong way. I, I support Tyron Woodley 100%. You know, it's not a, it's not a fan. You know, obviously it is if he gets in the right matchup, but you've got guys not wanting to engage. You know, the Damian Maya fight. Damian Maya is not if he Damian Maya's strategy. He said it himself is that he wants to get a hold of the limbs and take him down and eventually get to the point where he's choking him out or tapping him out. He ain't, Damian Maya's not gonna go in there and knock Tyron Woodley out. You know, Steven Thompson had a better chance, but he didn't. They both were, were, you know, in front of each other for 10 rounds total with both these fights, and it, it wasn't necessarily the most exciting thing. The second fight I watched, I was, I was going, what the fuck's going on here? Why is this happening? What is, what's going on in this fight? I was getting upset. You know, it's a thing that happens, though, but we've got to give Tyron Woodley the respect that he deserves because he is the champion. He has worked his ass off. You know, he's been through the ups and he's been through the downs, and we've got to give him the disrespect he deserves. Ah, that's a disrespect. Excuse me. you got to give him the respect he deserves. So now, circling back to the challengers, potential challengers. You know, Robbie Lawler's back up there, but, you know, like I said, guys, if... You know, Robbie Lawler has a date with the, I think, it, who is it? Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler has a recent fight announced, wasn't it? Who was it? Robbie Lawler versus, I honestly don't remember. I think, I know he has a fight, but I don't know who he's fighting. I have to see that in a second. But, you know, those guys aren't the guys that, you know, we want to see fresh matchups, but there's really no fresh matchups that will get us excited just yet. No, I didn't mean that, like, in a bad way. I mean, there's obviously exciting fights, exciting fighters in the welterweight division right now that haven't ch challenged for the belt. But I mean, like, one clear-cut number one contender. There still needs to be, like, a couple of fights that need to be put together to determine the winner. Oh, determine the winner, obviously, and the next guy to challenge for the 170-pound belt. You know, Stephen Thompson's already done it twice. Um, Jorge Masvidal, if he gets a victory, that seems like the only clear-cut guy outside of, uh, outside of, you know, obviously Robbie Lawler has victory over, um, Donald Cerrone, you know, in his comeback fight, and, um, since it, since he was, uh, stopped, I would, they were supposed to fight again before that, but then it was, uh, I don't think it was that, 
I think it was like UFC 2. They were supposed to fight at UFC 205, but that didn't happen because Lawler wanted to take a little bit more time off to uh, heal from his knockout loss. And they eventually ran, ran it back in his last fight. And you know, it was a great fight, obviously. But, you know, that there's there's fights out there that I want to see. Like for Tyra Woodley, obviously, eventually. But, you know, the guys like Mike Perry and, uh, you know, maybe see Carlos Condit get thrown back in the mix with the win. I'm sure he would want that one back if he can, if he can get get the job done against Neil Magny. But, um, you know, it just really depends on what the what the UFC wants, what Tyra wants, what's best for the fans, and what makes the most money, what's going to sell the most, you know, because it's all about the UFC is a business. They want to put on the most entertaining fights, the fights everyone wants to see, and um, and it, it really just matters about what fights are going to get everyone excited. You know, I'm excited for the welterweight division. I'm excited to see Darren Till return. I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, what Mike Perry does. And, you know, there's a lot of good fights. There's a lot of good fights that, that could be made. And I, I really want to see who Robbie Lawler's fighting. I'm pretty sure, I'm really sure that he had a fight lined up. Oh, okay, never mind. This popped in my head. Dos Anjos. Robbie Lawler versus Rafael Dos Anjos. That's a fight, too. Uh, if it's not the Masvidal versus Thompson fight, it has to be Dos Anjos versus Lawler. Excuse me. That's burped. It's between those two. Lawler, Dos Anjos, or Masvidal and Thompson. Obviously, if Steven Thompson wins, I really honestly don't want to see him. Get a third shot at Tyron Woodley. Really just doesn't excite me the way it would ex it, it used to. You know, first time it was announced, you know, I thought it would be it would be a, a fun fight, a tactical fight for Wonder Boy. I thought Wonder Boy looked excellent. I thought Wonder Boy would probably be the guy to beat Tyron Woodley, but I seen the fight and it seemed like none, none, both guys didn't really want to engage. And it was a it was a split decision or a majority decision the first time. Or the second time, and the third, second time was, uh, the, it was a draw the first time at MSG. The second time, it was just a majority draw. So, it wasn't, uh, really one of the best fights you can make. So, you know, I'd almost like to see Masvidal and, uh, Masvidal or Dos Anjos. You know, Robbie Lawler as well, but, you know, obviously Robbie Lawler, um, Robbie Lawler, uh, Robbie Lawler's a good fight for Tyron Woodley as well. I want to see how he would do in a rematch and and what things he could do to improve and you know avoid the power of Tyron Woodley you know essentially you know make it a harder fight for Woodley than it looked on um, the last time they fought so you know improve I want to see what what would happen there's just a lot of fights for Tyron Woodley but it just depends on them um, it just depends on on the winners of those and I just really literally thought about that right now and um you know there's, there's some good stuff out there. So, Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to this weekend, this upcoming weekend of uh, fights. Obviously, the return of Leota Machida versus Derek Brunson. This should be a fantastic fight. You know, everyone's excited for the return of the Dragon. The former UFC light heavyweight champion, Leota Machida, returns for the first time in over 16 months due to his failed suspension against U with, with USADA. His, his, not his failed suspension, excuse me. His failed drug test, and he was suspended. I'm so excited to talk about this that I can't even speak straight. But yeah, he he was supposed to rematch Dan Henderson. That didn't happen, and you know he was suspended. And you know now he's back, and 
and Sao Paulo taking on the surging Derek Brunson. Was that this fight between Machida and Brunson, obviously Machida is returning against a surging Brunson, like I was saying, but, you know, we get to see how Machida has improved. You know, Machida returned too quickly from the Rockhold fight to the Romero fight, and, you know, it was brutally stopped in the third round by uh, Yoel Romero. And now that he's been out for over a year, we kind of get to see, you know, through the ups and downs, like, did he improve? How much has he evolved? And how does he fare with middleweights like these guys? You know, we obviously Derek Brunson is a, a, a very, very powerful wrestler, obviously. Yeah, he's a fully-fledged mixed martial artist with one-punch knockout power and phenomenal wrestling skills, along with some good jiu-jitsu, some great jiu-jitsu, some underrated jiu-jitsu. And he's taken on, obviously, the former UFC light heavyweight champion, Lyoto Machida, like I said, returning from his suspension. You know, Machida, you know, was once the most hardest guy to fight. He was He was the most difficult guy that no one could figure out. But, you know, as time goes by, people start to catch on. And, and you know, this, when they start to catch on, things don't get as easy for the ones who seem to be untouchable at one point. You know, I didn't know who was going to beat Machida at, at one point in time. At one point in time, he was undefeated. He was like 16-0. You know, as wins over BJ Penn, Shogun, Rashad Evans. And Ryan Bader, I mean, look at that fight with Ryan Bader. I can't get over the fact that how upset Leota was making Ryan Bader in that fight. And eventually got to the point where, bam, he is knocked out. He stops him. And, you know, he has some marquee wins. He has some signature wins over Gegard Mousasi. And, you know, he had a fun fight with Chris Weidman. Obviously, he was destroyed by Luke Rockhold and beaten down by Yoel Romero. But, you know, I feel Machida still does have a little bit in his gas tank. You know, obviously, he's, he's up there in age. He's close to 40. And, um, you know, we don't know what could be next for the Dragon if he can't get this victory over Derek Brunson. Because Derek Brunson, here, but, but before you get into Derek Brunson, here, here's two things. Machida has struggled against wrestlers, but he's also looked very good against wrestlers. You know, the Phil Davis fight, and that was a really, that was a weird fight. I still can't believe that fight happened the way that it happened. And, you know, the Rashad Evans fight, obviously, that was back in the day, but Leo Machida brutalized Rashad. Rashad could not figure out the style that Machida brought. It was a confusing style, and it potentially led to Machida catching Rashad and eventually being able to finish the fight, becoming the new UFC light heavyweight champion. On the Ryan Bader fight, uh, Ryan Bader, another phenomenal wrestler, uh, wrestling champion at Arizona State, couldn't figure out Machida. You got to think, all these guys had trouble figuring out Machida, but now you look at guys like Luke Rockhold with excellent wrestling, Yoel Romero with phenomenal, excellent wrestling, highest wrestling pedigree probably in the UFC's middleweight division, you know, was able to take Machida down with ease. And beat the fuck out of him on the ground. Now, can Derek Brunson do the same? He probably can. I mean, look at the way Derek Brunson blitzed Daniel Kelly in his last fight. He knocked him out cold. And we didn't know 
We didn't, honestly, I didn't, I didn't know why Derek Brunson fought Daniel Kelly. I thought Derek Brunson probably deserved a higher-ranked op- opponent. You know, at one point, he was sp- supposed to fight Gegard Mousasi, but that fight never materialized. But, um, you know, it's a difficult fight for Machida. It's definitely a dangerous fight for Machida to, to make his return to the, the octagon for, for being out for that long, fighting a guy who's been very active in his last fights and a guy with serious knockout power in the form of Derek Brunson. That's an excellent fight. You know, Machida with the, Machida gets a win, then he's right back in there. You know, he vaults right back into the top 10 and, you know, could be maybe on a short list of contenders for the title. Now, I don't know how realistic that is in 2017-2018 with, you know, guys like Luke Rockhold and Chris Weidman ahead of him. But, you know, it's just is kind of like a warm-up fight for Machida. This is kind of like a a warm-up fight for me. This is a warm-up fight to see where he's at, basically. What I mean, I don't mean it like it's a tune-up fight for Machida or a tune-up fight for Brunson. What I mean, basically, is that we haven't seen Machida fight in a very long time. It's been over a year, and that's a long time in the fight world because so much stuff has happened. You know, Floyd Mayweather versus Connors happened. Connors become the lightweight champion and the featherweight champion, and um, just a lot of other shit's happened since Machida has been out. So many different things have happened, and the game evolves so quickly nowadays. All these young guns coming in, uh, performing to the best of their abilities, coming back, you know, against a guy like Derek Brunson, it's not an easy task. So we'll definitely get to see where Leo Machida is once he fights Derek Brunson on Saturday. There's all these other great fights on there too, obviously from Sao Paulo. One excellent fight. A lot of people may not seem too excited about. It's a fight a lot of people aren't really talking about most definitely, but um, it is the fight between Damian Maia versus Colby Cummington. If you don't know who Colby Cummington is, this guy is awesome. He spits fire. He's a lot, he's a people, a lot of people don't know about him because, you know, it's not a Conor McGregor. It's not a Ronda Rowley type fighter. You know, it's, it's a young guy. He's a very young guy. He's in his mid-20s. And, you know, he, he's racked up some wins. He's slowly but surely racked up a lot of big wins. He's close with Jorge Masvidal. You guys see him on social media. They're always constantly tweeting or, you know, they're like best bros when it comes to that. You know, he's a trash talker. He's been trashing Tyler Woodley as of late. They talked about it. And, you know, he's a force to be reckoned with. He just, he's coming off of a, a dominant win over Dong Young Kim. You know, Dong Young Kim is not an easy fight for anybody. Kim has this style that's so hard to time. It's so hard to figure out because he's always coming at you with all these different spinning back elbows, his awkward stance, his head movement. It's so, it's different from what we usually see. And, you know, Colby Covington was able to use his dominant wrestling. And I was watching this fight, looking at it, being this guy has it all. This guy puts his wrestling together so well. And, you know, he, he shuts down the offense of what Kim was able to do. You know, a lot of people may not appreciate it, but this guy is, is dominant. He's like, he, he's aggressive. He's always coming forward. You know, he has excellent scrambles. He has excellent wrestling. Obviously, his striking's there too, but, you know, we've more, more seen his grappling side because how good he's looked. Now, he's looked good, and, you know, now he's going to get a, a bigger, even bigger test. He's already beaten Dong Young Kim. Now he's getting a big test in Damian Mai. And if you guys seen the stare downs, 
uh, I think the other day on you, you can check him out on YouTube. But man, Damian Maya is so massive compared to Colby Covington. It looks like a a middleweight and a lightweight, but still, there's no there's no that that, that there's no judging that until fight night. But that's an excellent fight. Damian Maya obviously coming off of that loss to Tyron Woodley gets his uh gets his return fight in Sao Paulo where he's from, where he was born. Against a young surging contender in Colby Covington. Colby Covington didn't necessarily say the nicest things about Damian Maya's hometown or anything like that. But <laughs> it's fighting. It's promoting. You're in this hurt business. That's what you're, what we're here for. And that's what he's there to do. And I do believe that's going to be a fun fight too. You know, a grappler versus a grappler. You know, Colby Covington is an aggressive grappler. Damian Maya obviously is a great grappler as well. He's a phenomenal grappler. He's one of the best jiu-jitsu practitioners in the UFC. So for him to take on Colby Covington is a great fight. You know, Colby Covington's been talking. He's been backing it up with all this trash talk as well as, obviously, he's backed it up as well. We've said that many times, but we get to see what Colby Covington's made of come Saturday night. There's a lot of excellent fights on this card, ladies and gentlemen, but, you know, those are the two fights that I'm looking forward to. Machida versus Brunson and Covington versus Maya. That's a great fight. These are some great fights. And, you know, the winner, obviously, you know, when it comes to, I don't know necessarily, the winner of that fight, Covington versus Maya, you know, that will establish one more win. Maybe one more win after Maya for Covington will we'll grant him a title shot against Woodley. Because, you know, we, we, what we've been hearing about him and Tyron Woodley is very eccentric. I'm excited. He makes it. He makes me want to see the Woodley fight already because the fact is what he's saying about what he was saying about him and Woodley in the in the wrestling room or in the training room broke it down a little bit and you know should be an excellent fight if it ever is to happen. Some breaking news, obviously. It's been it's been in the news for quite some time, but Edson Barbosa will take on Habib Nurmagomedov. At, at UFC 219. Is that in December? When is UFC 219? Let me look. Let me look real quick. Oh yeah, it is. It is on December. We have so many fucking fights coming up. Who is this fight headline? Who is this card headlined by? Dominic Cruz, Jim Rivera, Cynthia Calvillo versus Carla Esparza, Luis Mocha versus Matthews Nicalo, Carlos Condit versus Neil Magny, Khalil Roundtree Jr. versus Gokan Saki, Daniel Hooker versus Mark Rakesi, Kamara Usman versus Emil Meek. That's an excellent fight card. And add Habib Nurmagomedov versus Edson Barbosa to that card. That's a solid card. A lot of great fights on that card, ladies and gentlemen. I can't wait. It's a great card. I'm just nervous, honestly, to see Habib. You know, it's hard to see. It's hard to rely on Habib making it to the fights because the fact is that he has had all these issues and we haven't seen a solid performance by Habib since back at UFC 205, his last fight was UFC 205 over a year ago, and him making all these constant layoffs, you know, I really want to see Habib 
you know, show up to this fight because I believe it's an excellent fight. I believe it's a tough fight for Habib because of the fact that it's been out for so long. Because of the fact that Edson Barbosa is so good. Edson has so has real good takedown defense. He's he's a great fighter. His excellent kicks. You know, I just want to see how Edson can handle the forward pressure of Habib Nurmagomedov. A lot of people can't. It's a hard thing for everyone to do. Obviously, he's 24-0, or 25-0, 24-0, 25-0, whatever. Yeah, obviously, he's undefeated. So, the forward pressure of Habib can really play a big factor in Edson Barbosa's game. Because, you know, you have all these fancy kicks. You can make space to do all these things that you can do. You can do all the spectacular knockouts, the punches, the submissions, all that stuff. But in order to do that, you gotta you got to have space got to be able to time these things and if you can't time these things then it's going to be a tough night for you it's going to be a tough night for you it's going to be a tough night for anything that you try to do because the fact is you have a guy a monster like habib coming at you like a reckless zombie who's not going to stop and he's going to beat you down until you give up that's the type of guy habib Nurmagomedov is he's a guy that is going to come in there and he's going to take everything you've ever worked for and shove it up your ass basically he's going to he's going to destroy you habib's a destroyer now, as highly as I talk about him, I wish he would show up to more fights more often. Obviously, you wanted to see the Tony Ferguson fight for so long. That didn't happen. And uh, now we got Edson Barbosa at, uh, at, on December 19th, later in December of this year. That should be an excellent fight. I can't wait for that fight. Hopefully it follows through, as well as all the other great fights that come that, that are coming through on that car. That car is shaping up very nicely. Jamie Rivera, Dominic Cruz, Carlos Barza versus um Cynthia Calvillo. That's a, these are awesome great fights to watch, and I can't wait for all of these fights, ladies and gentlemen. It's gonna be stellar. Anyways, guys. I'm sorry I've been out for so long. It's been a month or so since we've done the last episode of the podcast. I apologize sincerely, but we're back. That's the thing that matters is that we're back. We're back, and we're going to keep the episodes consistent once again. I've just been going through a lot. You know, I, I went from moving, you know, a little bit farther from where I work, so it's been a little bit hectic. I've been working a lot more. I just got this badass moped. It goes over, it goes 90 miles per hour. It's street legal. I have to get the tags on it. I have the title on my name, but, you know, we got to do some things. You got to work on the, uh, get a new battery so it's, the, the, it'll be more consistent because it's not going to start because the battery's so, you know, worn out and old. I have to put some more pieces in there and, you know, screw some things in and, and work on it. You know, it's your first vehicle. So, first vehicle. So, I'm going to work on that as well. <laughs> I've been saving up some money, been working a little bit harder. Obviously, I've still been working hard all the time, but I'm working extra hard for for that, especially. But um, yeah, you guys, I, I've missed a lot of you guys. I miss all you guys, all the everyone that listens to the podcast. I think about the podcast every single day, and the fact is, I can't stop thinking about it. So, you know, I thank every single one of you guys for coming for 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 staying with me and listening to it. You know, the thing is about this podcast is that. Another thing that's been in the way, kind of, that we switched URL. We 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 switched uh, 
you know, like it's the same podcast, it's just on a different station now. So you have to resubscribe in the Apple Podcast Store and uh, the Apple Podcast where it is, where you listen to all the podcasts at or any podcast app. You have to go back to there. But for, mainly for people with iPhones, you have to go back and resubscribe. I have to share the link. I got to get a lot of people. Uh, back and the people that are tuning into the podcast normally who usually were on the other site, the other, uh, you know, embedded, the, the link, the whole thing, all that, get to resubscribe, re-add it and have to share the link, put the link in my bio and absolutely, so I have a new audience. If I have a new audience from the people on this anchor radio, then that will add to the audience that I already had, which is multiple people, over 10 people. So I'm, I'm happy about that, just the fact that 10 people want to listen to me talk for over an hour or however long I want to. But like I said, guys, we will be back next week for sure to recap Machida versus Brunson and uh, talk about what's next and to see any other breaking news that comes in the next uh, the next week or so. But like I said, guys, I appreciate all you guys. We're back. And we're not going anywhere. 2018, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm promising you guys, 2018 is going to be a great fucking year for people who listen to podcasts as well as me. You know, I have stuff. I want things coming out for, for the podcast, you know, apparel, T-shirts, you know, everything else you can probably possibly think of is probably going to go into the idea book. And we will talk about it. We'll consider it. I mainly want those T-shirts I want to represent. It's going to be a great one. I'm, I'm excited about it, and I'm excited for the future that holds for the for the podcast, for everyone listening to it. We're going to have big things coming out for you guys, and I can't wait. Next week on the Jimmy Kimmel Show, like I said, we're going to recap Derek Brunson versus Machida, talk about the winners of that, what's next. And I really want to talk about this GSP versus Bispink fight because it's an excellent fight between two very good guys. You know, GSP coming back from f- over four years, and... Um, it should be an excellent fight. You know, the build-up to it's been exciting. Been talking about it. Been waiting for it for quite some time. It's been exciting. And, you know, there's the, so many great fights to look forward to. You know, uh, obviously the Jimmy Rivera versus Dominic Cruz card. Edson Barbosa versus um, Khabib Nurmagomedov that I just re- was recently announced to. Official for UFC 219. That should be a great fight. And all the other things to come. So, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back next week. Like I said, you guys know where to find me. At MMA on Twitter. At GMeeker underscore MMA on Instagram. Facebook.com slash GabyBaby123. My fan page. Facebook.com slash Hernandez Has been getting a lot of praise lately. I appreciate it. You guys know where to find me. We talk about fights. And I'm going to be on the podcast eventually. We can do everything you want to do. Shout me out. Do whatever you need to do. Subscribe. Apple Podcasts. G-Meeker MMA Show. The logo. The G-Meeker MMA part is right across the top of my face when it comes to my Snapchat. The best part about it, you can add my Snapchat through that logo just by looking at the podcast. So that's the best part about it. I appreciate all of you guys. We will be back next week. See you all. Until next time. G-Meeker MMA. Out, baby.